Your greatest moment in life, defining moment in life, is before you. You are, you are not finished. You're not finished. You just begun. It's not over until God says it's over. So don't be lukewarm, double-minded, and looking back. Get all excited because everything is, everything is on time. Everything is on time. You hear me? Everything is on time. He will make all things work for the good of them that love God. He will turn your ashes of a failure, of a disappointment, of a disillusionment, and turn it into something beautiful. Something beautiful. I said, He's going to give you beauty for ashes. So we, we are just so blessed. There is nothing to, to, to be anxious about. You just walk in the Spirit and you do it all right. And stand with us because God still answers prayer. When you pray, God moves. I believe that God has a plan and a purpose for my life. He has called me to be an encouragement to the people of God, to strengthen the people of God, to build up the people of God, to be a watchman on the wall, to say to the people of God, these are the days of visitation. The Spirit of God is moving. There is a mighty, mighty move of God all over the world because we are living in the days of the restoration of all things. God is restoring the apostolic anointing, the apostolic vision, the apostolic holiness, the apostolic signs and wonders are being restored again to the people of God. We're living in the best of times. Yes, you, they are the worst of times. Yes, so much is happening in our world today. And that's why I want to speak about Russia in biblical prophecy. What is Russia's role in the end of time? Is what we are seeing in Ukraine indicative of things to come? Does the Bible tell us anything about those things? Can we know for sure what's going to happen? When it's going to happen? Because the most important thing is to know what God says. Because God will never tell us something that he doesn't want us to use. There is always a purpose. There is always a reason when God speaks. If you can imagine for a moment that God wrote this 66 books of the Bible in 1,500 years. I'm telling you, God does not waste time in words. Forty writers wrote the scriptures. They were given the, the plan of the ages, the blueprint of the ages. They were given predictions of our day, our immediate future. The, those things are written for us. Because God wants us in this generation to be a step ahead of the enemy. That is why he is raising up voices, crying out in the wilderness of nations. And I believe I'm one of those voices saying, prepare to meet your king, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Prepare to meet your God. Because we in this generation has a divine appointment with the ancient of days, with the Holy One of Israel. Jesus Christ is coming back very soon. One of these days, the trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will be raised up first. And we who are alive, we caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Then shall we ever be with the Lord. I believe in the, in the rapture. I believe the rapture will take place according to the scriptures. Post-trib, pre-wrath, rapture. That means immediately after the tribulation of those days. Matthew 24, 29 to 31. That's when the rapture will take place. I believe that the saints will have what I call the Bema seat of Christ. That means the wedding feast of the Lamb. Then there will be a judgment to receive rewards. 
a judgment before Christ, not a judgment unto condemnation. I believe that the scriptures are true, infallible. The predictions in the Bible are true and infallible. That everything's happening according to God's blueprint, God's master plan of the ages. Can we understand that? Can we know that plan? Does God want us to know that plan? The answer is yes. Well, the question is, why are so many people ignorant of God's plan? The scripture tell us why many people will not receive the message of the end of time. They are offended by it. They don't like to hear it. They are not ready for it. And they just close their hearts and their minds to it. What does the Bible say concerning those people that cannot receive this message? They just can't understand it. Then there are those people that understand it and celebrate it. Let's find out from the scriptures as we begin to talk about Russia in the end game. The position of Russia, the role of Russia, the end of Russia. Because Russia is in the news every day. So we're confronted with Russia. So we have a political understanding. We have an ideological understanding, an economic understanding, a financial understanding of these things. But is there a biblical understanding of Russia? What does God say about Russia? Is Russia in scripture? If it is in scripture, what does the scripture say concerning Russia? Because Russia is a player on, on the world stage right now. So we need to understand what God says about it, not what our politicians say about it, not what we think about it, not what social media says about it, but what does the Bible say about it? Are there predictions in the Bible concerning Russia and Russia's future? Because that is the only thing that is solid. That's the only thing you can count on because history is his story. Pre-written, pre-recorded for us who love the Lord so that we know the destiny of nations. We know what's going to happen because the one who holds the future is with us. He reveals these things to us through the Spirit. Now, many says, I don't understand them. I don't think anybody understands them. Let's look at what Daniel was told by Gabriel concerning understanding these things in Daniel chapter 12, verse 10. Many shall be purified in these last days and made white, that means made holy, and refined, but the wicked shall do wickedly. Wickedness shall continue. We're living in a time of moral erosion. We're living in a time like no other time in history. We're living in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Noah. It's happening all around us. We're seeing it. We're hearing it. This is why we know we're in the last days. Because everything that happened in the days of Noah is happening in our day. In our day, those who are like Noah are hearing from God. In our day, those who are hearing like Noah, they're preparing. Those who are like Noah, they're being positioned to overcome. Now the scripture says here, the wicked will not understand. None of the wicked shall understand. Anyone who is compromised, who does not pray or wait upon the Lord or seek his face, those with cerebral Christianity, intellectual Christianity, with an intellectual understanding of the word of God. Well, the word of God cannot be understood by human intellect because the Holy Spirit is the one that wrote the scriptures and the Holy Spirit is the only one that can interpret scripture scripture interpreting scripture that's why the wicked will not understand because what they have is liberal Christianity intellectual Christianity Hellenized Christianity I'm talking about returning to the Hebraic understanding meaning revelational understanding of the scriptures because everything in the Bible came from God inspired by God and breathed out by God and can only be understood by the Spirit because the Spirit wrote the Bible and the Spirit interprets the Bible. That's why it says here that the wicked will not understand. 
because it won't compute. It won't make sense because it's above them. It's spiritual. It's beyond human intellect. You cannot understand it by human capacity, intellectual capacity. You can only understand it by being yielding. I mean, by being yielding constantly before the Lord, surrendering all to the Lord, just in reckless abandonment to the Lord, spending more time on your knees in prayer. I'm talking about reverational intercession where you hear the Lord because you are waiting upon the Lord. You're asking the Lord, how do I prepare messages? How do I get myself ready to preach? I, I fall on my knees and I cry out to God because I tell the Lord, these are not my people. I didn't die for them. You died for them. You loved them. You gave your son for them. You're coming back for them. They're your people. And I just want you to give me a message for them that I may be a steward of the revelation and a messenger of the revelation that I may be faithful in what you called me to do. That's all I do. I do it for his glory because there is an accountability before God. One day we will all give an account of our lives. Because of that, it is absolutely important that we take the time to ask God for interpretation, Holy Spirit interpreting scripture using scripture. There is no revelation apart from scripture interpreting scripture. I say that again. There is no revelation apart from the Spirit of God interpreting scripture with scripture. There is no new extra biblical revelation. There is only biblical revelation, in other words, biblical prophecy. No new prophecies. God has given us everything we need to know. We don't foretell the future. We reveal the future by the scripture. And God has given us the spirit of Jesus. And the spirit of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That's how we understand the future. By revelation. And how do we get revelation? By being on our knees in prayer. I encourage you. You want to know more? The Bible says here, the wise will understand. Because they pray. Because they listen. Because they wait upon God. If you don't pray and wait upon God, even if you hear the truth, you, it won't make sense to you. You won't receive it. It will upset you because it's not meant for your intellect. It's meant for your spirit. The deep calleth unto the deep. The spirit of God speaks to the spirit. The spirit of God will come upon you and you come into your spirit. And within your spirit, you will receive a revelation, the deep calling unto the deep. That's why the wise will understand because they're prayed up and filled up. They can understand what time it is, understand what's going on because God's writing on Wall Street and Main Street. Just like he wrote and the Chaldeans, the Babylonians, Berchazer, he says, I see handwriting, but I don't understand what's being written. I see the handwriting, but I don't understand it. It's people today, they look at the writing in Ukraine, in Europe, around the world. They see the hand of God writing, and they don't understand what it means. You can't understand what it means except by scripture. Because things are not going to go the American way, the Russian way, the Ukraine way, the European way. It's going to go God's way. And God's way has already been revealed in scripture. That's why the only solid thing we have is the word of God. It is written. Biblical prophecy. Predictions about our immediate future. That are about to be fulfilled. That we need to know as the people of God. We need to be equipped for the warfare that's before us. We need to be informed regarding what's in our immediate future. And the Bible gives us what is before us. It gives us the, the sequence of events. What's going to happen? When it's going to happen? How it's going to happen? It's all given to us because we are the apple of his eye. We're blessed to be chosen by God. Oh, we're so blessed because Jesus died for our sins. He paid for our redemption. He reconciled us. He reconciled us to God our Father. He gave us eternal life. Life everlasting. He gave us joy unspeakable, full of glory. He gave us 
His wisdom. We have the mind of Christ. As he is, so are we. When we shall see him, we shall be like him. Because he is in us to will and to do of his good pleasure. We are the object of his love. Eternal love. And he has given us the Holy Spirit to guide us and to lead us and to interpret scripture so that we can know the wise will understand because the spirit of the Lord will come upon them. Why? Because they are wise enough to know that they, they don't know anything. They don't know even what they don't know. So the only, spirit, the only Holy Spirit can teach them and lead them and guide them and open up the eyes to the truth of what God is doing. God is at work. We are the center of the greatest moment in history momentous time before have come before us and we are moving in in such a way that unless you know scripture you can't interpret what's going on with russia with europe with america what's going to happen what will be the end of these things we know the end of these things we're given the the interpretation by the holy spirit by ancient prophecies that were written for us and now being opened up by the Holy Spirit that we may understand them, that we may be able to stand like Peter on the day of Pentecost. He said, this is that. How did he know that? Because the Holy Spirit was upon him. And he said, this is that which Joel spoke about. It's happening right now. This is the fulfillment. We are able to say this is that because of the Spirit of God. Peter could not say that until the Spirit of God came upon him. We cannot know the truth except when the Spirit of God comes upon us and reveals that truth. That is why the wise will understand. Will understand what? The mysteries that have been hidden through the ages. We understand the, the things that God has told us and concealed them in the scriptures. Now he's opening those scriptures so that we can see the mystery being unfolded before us, we can decode the, 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 the message, the timing, the, the events, the sequence of events. We can see that through the scriptures as the Holy Spirit walks us through scriptures because everything that we need to know is in scripture. I'm talking about everything we need to know in time and eternity is in scripture. Because in the book of Isaiah 46 verse 10, it tells us, about God, declaring the end from the beginning. Our God declares the end from the beginning. He told us everything that will happen in these last days from the beginning. How do we understand what's happening? How do we interpret what's happening? We interpret everything because God told us the end from the beginning. He describes the end. The players, the the profiles of all the, the, the players, the events. He tells us the locations and everything is given in scripture. That is why he declares the end from the beginning. So that from the scripture we can understand. And from ancient times, things that are not yet done. Things that are not yet done. He declares those things. The future of Russia, the future of America, the future of NATO, the future of the kings of the East, the future of Israel, the future of every nation, the future of every person is known to him. He's got the master plan of the ages. He has the master plan for your life. Let me say this before I talk about God's master plan for Russia. Let's talk about God's master plan for yourself, for your life. God's master plan for your family. He has a master plan. There is a purpose why you were born. There is a reason why you are alive. There is a future and hope for you. God has, has all that. If you ask him, your steps will be ordered by the Lord. One day at a time. One victory at a time. When you turn to the left or the right, you will hear a voice saying, this is the way, walk in it. There is a specific way, there is a specific plan and purpose that God is unfolding before you every single day. As you wait upon him, as you ask for guidance, he will guide you. It says, ask and it shall be given. 
He will answer you when you ask. He's not going to tell you until you ask. You need to humble yourself and ask Him so that He can tell you because He loves you and He is the one that created you and He has a purpose why He created you. And there is a purpose why you are alive today in this hour of visitation, in this great moment in history. You are alive now. Why? Because now is when God has a plan. A plan to use you, to, to, to impact your generation. God has put within you greatness. He has put a great plan, a great purpose for you. There is, it's more than what you know. It's more than what you think. It's more than what people tell you. People have put you in a box. But I'm telling you, you don't want to be put in a box. No, put yourself in a box. Because there's much, much more that God wants to do with you and through you. You are created for greatness. The Spirit of God wants to come inside of you and take you from victory to victory, from glory to glory. The Spirit of God wants to come upon you and, and begin to open doors that no man can shut. The Spirit of God wants to come upon you so that your mind will have the mind will be the mind of Christ. You'll be able to discern all things by the Spirit of God. You'll be able to, to walk in the path that leads to victory. You won't, even if your enemies come against you, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Because he will protect you. He will guide you. He will be your shield and your great reward. He tells us the end from the beginning. He calls those things that are not as if they were. Saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Everything is going to happen according to the pleasure of his majesty the king. And you're a king's kid. Daddy is in control. Daddy knows what you're going through. And daddy has his hand upon you. And daddy is telling you right now, don't you fear what's coming. The worst of times are coming. Terrible times are coming. And we're talking about things that has never happened since creation. The worst of times, the worst of everything. But the best is here. The best is you at the center of God's will. He will lead you through. Just like he led the children of Israel. Through the Red Sea. You're going through to the other side. Because God is with you. The hand of God is upon you. The anointing is in you. You are created for such a time as this. And you've been placed at the right time. You are the right person in the right circumstances. All you need is the hand of God to move upon you. You need the hand of God to begin to rise up within you. You need to, be, to, to feel his hand. His anointing, His presence with you, because He wants to be with you, in you, and through you. His counsel will stand. God's counsel concerning your life. God's master plan concerning your life. And God's master plan concerning the ages will come to pass. As much as I'm talking about Russia being part of the end game, the future of Russia is known in Scripture, revealed in Scripture. So is your life, your future. The most important person on, in the whole universe is not Russia and America, the, the, the big military powers and the superpowers and the great people out there. No, the greatest person is you. You are creating the image of God and God wants to anoint you and appoint you and use you for his glory because you're a child of the king and God has pleasure in you. Jesus said, fear not little flock, it is my father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. We're moving towards the end of things. We're in transition from the age of the church to the age of the kingdom. We're in transition from the reformation to the restoration. We're moving into the, into the kingdom of God and we are the kingdom people appointed and anointed and our time and our season has come. If you only realize who you are and whose you are. If you only realize that you didn't come by chance to be born and to live in such a time. That God chose you for such a time as this. Because great things are going to happen in this hour. It's an hour of visitation. Yes, it's an hour of confrontation. Yes, it's an hour of judgment on the earth. Everything that's shakeable is going to be shaken. But you're not going to be shaken because you're in Christ Jesus. The apple of his eye. 
He delights in you. He sings a love song over you because you are precious in his sight. That's why as I talk about the Ru Russia and its future, the, the future of the conflict with, with Ukraine and how it's going to impact the whole world and how finally Russia and, and, and Israel will become the, the, the focus of the end game. All these things are, are great and powerful. And they will impact your life. But the greatest thing is the Christ in you. The hope of glory. Because it doesn't matter what's happening around you. You're under the shadow of the Almighty. 10,000 will fall on your side. Nothing will touch you. Because you are the apple of his eye. The object of his eternal love. Because of who you are and whose you are, there is nothing to fear. Now we can talk about what's going to happen to these great nations. How God is positioning these nations. Because you need to know all these things. Because you are going to watch and see biblical prophecy being fulfilled. Russia is critical in these last days. Russia is mentioned in scripture. Now talking about Russia. Russia has been a Christian nation for a thousand years. In 1917, communism took over Russia and destroyed the evangelical church. There was a powerful evangelical church in Russia. And in 1991, the former Soviet Union collapsed by the hand of God. Because God says, I'll say to the North, give up. Let my people go. That was the children of the, the, the Jewish people. Because they're time to return to the land of their forefathers had come. And Russia said, no, you go to, you go to Siberia, where, they, where you can speak Yiddish. He had a Yiddish city for those Jews that wanted to go back to Israel. And God says, I'll say to the North, give up. And he spoke and the Soviet Union collapsed. Not because of American militarism. Not because of any reason. Because God said it. And he collapsed the Soviet Union so that the Jews would return. And tens of thousands of Jews returned. After the walls came tumbling down. The Iron Curtain. And God set them free. That's our God. He is not afraid. He is not afraid of men. Men can say what they want, do what they want, but God will do what he said. There is not a power on earth that can stop the plan and purpose of God. There's not enough demons in hell to stop the purposes of God. There is nothing that will hinder God's will for your life except yourself. Not walking in obedience. Not walking in his joy. Not walking in his power. He collapsed the Soviet Union because the time had come for the children of Israel to leave. In 1991, God had another plan. He raised up people from Ukraine. When I was in, in Moscow, at the convention center speaking in Moscow, 3,000 pastors from all across the 10 time zones who are raising up a powerful evangelical church throughout Eastern Europe, throughout Russia. And I asked them, I said, it's amazing how the church has just overnight exploded. I'm talking about the evangelical church. How did that happen? And they told me, most of these men that you're looking at came out of Ukraine. God was training the church equipping the saints for the fall of the, of the Iron Curtain and the fall of Russia, so that when the, when the time comes, a mighty army from, from Ukraine would be released upon Russia from one end to another of Ukraine pastors raising up an evangelical church. That's why the devil is mad at Ukraine, because the church exploded in Russia the power of God is moving because God had it all rigged up at the right moment that the doors will be opened and the Ukraine 
church would move in and raise up a mighty church. There is a victorious mighty church in Ukraine. There is a mighty church in the Soviet Union. God is at work. There's not a man, not a power on earth that can stop what God is doing. That's what's exciting. It's what God is doing. What God is doing in Russia. What God is doing in Ukraine. What God is doing in Eastern Europe. What God is doing throughout the world. The spirit is moving. And we are his servants. We know what time it is. We know why it's happening. We know the hour is the hour of our visitation. That is why this is so amazing. This is so amazing to see that God was planning the fall of the Soviet Union so that he would release a mighty army into the country. Now, what is the political future? Moving from the spiritual, because we are a kingdom within a kingdom. We are the elect of the Father among the nations, the ecclesia, those who have been called out, separated unto God. The ecclesia, the ecclesia in Russia, the ecclesia in Ukraine, the ecclesia in Europe, the ecclesia in North America, in South America, in Africa, the ecclesia in Asia. There is a people within a people, a kingdom within a kingdom. We are the people of the kingdom, the eternal kingdom. We are the army of the living God. And we have a message because... This world is not our, our home. We're going home. And we have a message for this generation because this is the terminal generation and we are living in the final decade, the decade of the return of the king. And in this decade, Russia has a, a real role. The Ukraine conflict is for the positioning of Russia in the endgame. It is for the purpose of the alignments. Russia aligning with the kings of the east. There is... A separation taking place, a realignment globally, because there will only be two groups in the endgame. The kings of the east, led by Russia, the kings of the west, led by America. That is, the, that is what scripture talks about, that these two groups, the king of the, of the north, with these kings of the east, and NATO and America with these alignments all in a global conflict. That's what the Bible talks about. That there will be a major conflict. Now in this conflict the question is who will dominate? Who are the winners and the losers? What shall be the end of all these things? The end of these things is that there will be a global financial collapse and a global financial reset. There will be an economic instability that has never been seen before. And there will be an economic reset. There will be a global food shortages, unprecedented. There will be the pandemics, the nuclear fallout, the nuclear winter, nuclear holocaust. And the Bible says, Revelation chapter 6, 6 and 7, it says 2 billion people will die. That's what the scripture says concerning the times and season we're living in. That there will be a confrontation, a nuclear confrontation and exchange in this decade, in this season the end of time, for repositioning nations for the end game. And Russia is going to be part of that incredible confrontation with its kings of the East. And the scripture tells us clearly the role of Russia. In Ezekiel 38, the scripture says, speaking about Russia, this is important because this was written 2,500 years ago. Son of man, set your face against Gog, which is the leader of Russia, of the land of Magog. Those are the European, Eastern European nations, Japhetic people, groups. You can go to the, to the descendants of Japheth and you find all these names. It simply means those Europeans, 
Eastern Europeans and Europeans. The Prince of Rosh and Meshach Moscow and Tubal Tuboski and prophesy against him. Now Ezekiel's prophesying against the leadership in Russia at the end of days. He's speaking about their position in the end game. Because they are going to be around in the end game. So that means we know that Russia is not going to go away, nor be destroyed until the end of time by God himself. And that the nations of the world will gather together in the greatest confrontation ever in the history of mankind. In the valley of Jehoshaphat, the battle of Armageddon. And Russia will be part of that conflict. As a matter of fact, she will be the leader in that conflict. It will be a battle to take back the Golan Heights. It will be a battle to stop the, 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 the Jewish people from taking their market share with gas from the from the Mediterranean and the oil from the Golan Heights. The Bible says there will be a hook put into, into Gog, which is Russia. That hook is Syria. Syria will say, come help me to take back the Golan Heights because all the oil that Israel is, is, is exporting is coming from the Golan Heights. So I need the Golan Heights to be returned to me. Come and help me. That's the hook to bring down Russia and also the rejectionists of the right of Israel to worship on Temple Mount and to build their temple. I'm talking about the Shiites, rejectionists of the Abrahamic Accord. I'm talking about the, the Islamic people who are against sharing Temple Mount, who say, we don't like the Jews building their temple on Temple Mount. We need help to destroy the temple and stop the Jews from worshiping on Temple Mount. Those are the rejectionists that are going to be siding with Syria, and they will beg Russia to help them in the conflict. That means the role of Russia in the end of time is very critical because the rejectionists of the Abrahamic Accord and the rejectionists of Israel's right to worship on Table Mount, they will join together and they will go to Russia and say, didn't you lose your market share to Israel? Didn't you lose your gas market in Europe to Israel, could you help us? Could you stand with us? Could you walk with us? Could you fight with us? That's why Ezekiel tells us in Ezekiel 38, verse 7 to 8, prepare yourself, God speaking to the head of Russia, and be ready. You and all your companies that are gathered about you and be a God, be a God to them, stand behind them, support the rejectionist, help the rejectionist. This is the role of Russia in the end of time. The rejectionist of God's plan and purpose for Israel will turn to Russia and beg them, please supply us the equipment, the, the military equipment, supply us the weapons, stand with us, because we need help because we are overwhelmed. We don't have the power. We don't have the resources. Help us to overcome so that we can take back Temple Mount, so we can take back the Golan Heights. After many days, you will be visited in the latter years. You will come into the land of those brought back from the, from the sword and gathered from many people that is Israel, gathered from many people, from all the nations of the world, to the mountain of Israel, which have long been desolate. They were brought out of the nations. Now all of them dwell safely. He is going to gather many people from many nations. Because of the replacement theology, the rejectionists of Israel's right to the land, the rejectionists of Israel's future in its election as the people of God, 
That is many of the believers in Yeshua today, the most Christians are confused over the future of Israel. They are taught replacement theology. So their theology, their replacement theology will lead them to stand with the enemies of Israel from all over the world. This is a global confrontation in Jerusalem with all the nations of the world gathered together against Israel. That hour is upon us. What we're seeing in Ukraine is a preparation, is a sign of things to come. The end of time, the end of days, which we are living in. I'm giving you understanding of the current political and military confrontation taking place in Ukraine. That is to move from Ukraine to Syria, to the Middle East, to Iran, to the rejectionists of Israel's right to return and the right to build on Temple Mount and the right to make Jerusalem a capital of the Jewish people. And Russia will be the one to be invited to come because Russia has already rejected the annexation of the Golan Heights. They have not recognized Israel's right to the Golan Heights. That will be part of the confrontation confusion that because they don't understand that it is God who gave them the land and that the Golanites belong to Israel. It was the first place that Israel took. It is here that the battle will be fought right in the Golan Heights, right in the valley of Megiddo. That's where the conflict conflict is going to take place and Russia is going to be on the behind all the forces of the rejectionist and will be part of the rejectionist in gathering of the nations of the world. This is at the end of time, after the new world order has been established, when the Antichrist sits in Jerusalem or in the temple of God. This is the last play, the last identification of Russia engaged in the final battle on earth. That means Russia is going to remain until their main place in the end game is fulfilled. Every nation's place in the end game will be fulfilled. Joel chapter 3 says, I'll gather the nations, the nations, all the nations will be gathered in the valley of Megiddo. And Russia will be there behind all those who are coming against them. And we will be there against Israel. Every nation will be against Israel. From all over the world, the nations of the world will come against Israel in the valley of Jehoshaphat in the valley of Megiddo. We're moving now towards the final showdown on earth between God and man. That is in the New World Order. After the New World Order has been birthed, what will birth the New World Order? The Third World War. This is the final war, the Battle of Armageddon, what I'm talking about. This is the, the final battle to be fought on earth before Jesus comes back and is coming back to stop this battle and defend the territorial integrity of Israel. We as a people of God need to know where we are and what's going to happen. That is why we as a people of God need to be a step ahead. Because this final battle, God's going to come into it, He's going to intervene. Ezekiel 39:46. You shall fall upon the mountains of Israel, you and all your troops. And the peoples who are with you, I'll give you to the birds of prey of every sort and to the beasts of the field to be devoured. You shall fall on the open fields. For I have spoken, says the Lord God. And I'll send fire on Magog and on those who live in security in the isles, the coastal lands of Great Britain and nations like that, New Zealand, Australia, the isles, they shall know that I am the Lord. This is the end of all things. The Lord is going to judge the nations. And Russia in particular has been mentioned as leading, I believe, the kings of the east will come joining to Russia. And the kings of the, or the west will come joining America. 
in this great confrontation after the Third World War in the time of the New World Order, at the end of the New, of the New World Order. This will be the grand finale, the final battle on Earth, the future of Russia, the future of the conflict that we're watching. It's going to all come back to Israel, to the final showdown between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. And we, the people of God, redeemed by the Lord, join heirs with Christ Jesus. We know what's coming. We know what's going to happen. We know why these things are happening. The present crisis is only to prepare the, the nations of the world for the beast system that is about to emerge out of the chaos, out of the death and devastation of the confrontation between the East and the West. Out of that will come a new world order, a new beast system that will establish one world government, one world economy, one world currency, one world religion. That is the time in which the nations of the world will gather together and Russia, Gog, and Magog will be there in the forefront of the confrontation of the end game. This will be a confrontation that will bring the Lord Jesus Christ because the nations of the world will be determined to wipe out every Jewish person. And the Lord who chose Abraham will intervene to defend the territorial integrity of the land of Israel, to confirm the, the covenant that he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to take his church home, to establish the millennial kingdom. These are the things that are before us in this final decade on earth, the greatest decade, the decade of the rising up of a militant church, victorious church, a church without spot, without wrinkle. These are the days of Elijah, when the spirit of Elijah is coming. We are explaining all things, revealing all things, because these things will happen in our lifetime, in our immediate future. That's why we are saying these things, to prepare you to be prayed up, filled up. Preparation is nothing but prayer, 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 prayer. It's only God. God wants to, you to know that you have a future, but that future is not with the world. That future is with Him, in Him, and through Him. That's why I say to you right now, you say, well, thank you so much for sharing the future of nations, how Russia is going to be around in the new world order, how at the end of time, the kings of the East will come together with Russia, the BRIC nations. They are aligning right now. The alignments are taking place through Ukraine. At the, at the end, that those alignments will, play, they will be played out in the land of Israel in the end of time. Because we are in the end of time. The days of the realignment has come. Nations are aligning. Everybody's making a stand. And it's according to the biblical narrative, biblical master plan. All the nations that stand with Russia, they're already listed in the scriptures. All the nations that will stand with America, they're already in scripture. So we know the division is going to be there. And we know that at the end they will unite. And at the end there will be this confrontation to bring an end to all things. The question that I want to ask you is seeing that we are in the last days of the last days. How then shall you live? What shall you do? Because what you do determines what's going to happen to you. I invite you to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You may be religious, but you don't know the Lord. You have not heard from the Lord. He has not spoken to you. He, my sheep hears my voice. You have not heard his voice. You can hear his voice. But you're going to accept him as your Savior. You say, but I accepted him, but I still don't hear from him. Well, you have to rededicate your life to the Lord. And let go of all the bitterness, the anger, the unforgiveness, the torment that is in your life, the frustrations. You've got to bring it all to the foot of the cross, to Jesus.
and he will forgive you and he will cleanse you. He will make you acceptable. And his hand and his power rest upon you. You say, man of God, I'm ready. Pray right now. As I pray for you, I want you to just confess your sins to the Lord. And just say yes to the prayer I'm praying for you. Father God, I pray for those who are born again, but they've been wounded and hurt. Lonely hearts. Rejected. Miserable. No, without peace. Without joy. Father God, I pray that you accept their, their, their prayer of confession as they rededicate their lives to you. That they may become everything that you call them to be. That they may not miss out on their divine appointment in this hour of crisis. My Father, I pray for everyone that's Listening to me, those who are sick, my father, you came and you took our sicknesses upon yourself. By your stripes, we are healed. I pray for healing for those who are sick. I pray for miracles because we are in the age of the supernatural. I pray that you heal those who need healing. You deliver those who need to be delivered. Because we are asking in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, that they be set free in Jesus' name. Now, my father... I'm about to speak to those who have never received you as Savior. Holy Spirit, convict them now that they too may, say, may pray this prayer. That all who hear my voice may pray this prayer. If you don't know the Lord, you can pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, I receive you as my personal Savior. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. From this day forth, guide me and lead me. Do not leave me, my Father. Father God, I thank you for the blood of your Son, Jesus, that cleanses me from all sin. Now give me the power to become your child. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let us hear from you. May God bless you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. Be gracious towards you. And give you his peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.